Welcome to the Sounds of the World. We are your hosts, Hillary and Bill. Together, we're going to travel around the world to discover new music, discuss musical topics, and interview fascinating people. Our world is a buffet of music, and it is time to eat. to Sounds of the World podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we have a very special guest here. Um, I first came across her when I saw an Instagram video of this strange sounding instrument. Um, I had no idea what it was, but I wanted to learn more, of course. I looked up the name of the performer in the video and saw just through a chance to message her on Facebook. Uh, little did I know that she would take me up on in this interview. Uh, she was born in Bratislava, Slovakia, and now lives and works in Vienna, Austria. She attended the conservatory in Bratislava and uh, is attending the University of Vienna. At the University of Vienna, she finished a flute performance degree and is now working on a flute pedagogy degree, uh, which she'll hopefully finish this year. Um, she's currently teaching one-on-one -on -one and virtual lessons. She's performed on soundtracks of films, including Klaus, which aired on Netflix during Christmas, and the upcoming film Over the Moon, which is set to be released on Netflix October 23rd. She's on the Orange Mountain Music Label, which is dedicated to performing the music of Philip Glass. Uh, she's gone on to perform many tours with Ennio Morricone. Um, and aside from traditional Western family of the modern flute, she also performs on various flutes from all over the world, including the Schriegel, Tin Whistle, Low Whistle, Bansuri, Shakuhachi, Akarina, and of course, the Fuyara. It was the Fuyara that completely blew my mind, and like I had to find out more about it. Um, so let's not wait any longer and welcome Veronica Vitaskova. Hey. Hi, nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Now I said your last name right, right? Vitaskova? Vitaskova. Vitaskova, okay. Perfect. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so perfect, perfect. Well, thank you again for taking up this, this wild idea of interviewing us, uh, being on our podcast. Um, it's, it, I heard that video that was shared on, I can't, I don't remember what it was, but, um, it was on the classic FM, like some, uh, it's I like think English radio. Oh, and, I love classic uh, FM. <laughs> yeah. And like they share funny and cool videos and so on. And suddenly they just write me on Instagram if they can share a video, which I did like three months ago, like out of nothing. And I was like, wow. Well, that they have the name next to the name, just this blue button, you know, like, oh, cool, yeah. let's see. <laughs> and uh, and they, they just, I said, of course, and they give the credit, says, thank you. 
and they just did it. And then I was sitting on the coffee and suddenly my Instagram, like, follow, follow, follow. Like, really cool feeling, like, yeah. Well, yes. And now, now it's calm. Now it's calm again. Yeah, now it's calm again. But I got many new contacts. That's really, like, I see the virtual world. It has, it has some power. Okay. Now it has, like, seven or 1,800,000 views. Wow. Like, like my my room, living room. I should clean that before or something. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had only known. <laughs> and then some people writing me like, oh, can you play next time in the forest? It would look better on the picture. Like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just go yes. to the forest. <laughs> Let me call my agent. We'll arrange that and we'll be in the forest. <laughs> so you had a lot of people contact you about the Fiata and performing more? Um like some two or three online concerts, few people which want to learn it, and many people which want to buy it and ask me who made, made it and so on. Oh, wow. And now this guy, I asked him today, like, I have now the Fuya, but it's cool, but you have also this Konzoka and this uh, Dvojačka, like different folk instruments to do that. Yeah, I do that, and I got also like many new followers because you promoted me, so I make you a big discount, no problem. <laughs> Yeah. So now I'm like, I will collect more instruments and play and do videos and performing. Like, that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. And it's Corona time. I mean, there's not lots of things going on here. I mean, all big events and I normally play in orchestra a lot and only 50 people can be inside and only the orchestra is already too much. Yeah. Right. So it's nice that there's something going on online. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see like this new, I don't know, I feel like desperate times call for new innovation. So it's it's really cool to see music take off in a new light um, and still get to play. <laughs> yeah. Crazy to hear how those, you know, someone from something like uh, Classic FM or someone else will share something. And the next thing you know, people are just like all over your Instagram or sending you messages on Facebook and you know, kind of out of nowhere, you get a little 15. And also, like, you have a nice smile, and so on, like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Did that, like, that was not really the point of it, but thank you very much, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take the bad with the good sometimes. <laughs> or next time, ju- next time, just a sound file and a picture of the nature. Yeah. There you go. Picture of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> that was his point. Like, I shouldn't be there at all. Some people are just incorrigible, aren't they? They're just uh. so. No, it's it's really cute. Like I, I smile on it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us a little bit, like, about your background. I mean, how did you start in the flutes? I mean, did you? Is that something you just started? You picked up when you were younger. Did you take lessons? So it's um like I'm I'm only child and my parents were like very two different personalities. My mom go to school, earn the stuff, and then go to next school and it will be better. My father crazy, do everything yourself, learn it by doing. Like never, if you go to conservatory, it comes from the word conserve, which means like the the dose, you know, like the bottle. They will just your eyes will be like the horse. Uh, you do not on the sides and, and so on so that was the fight of my parents so i went to the uh, how to say the music school when i was like six or seven 
Mm-hmm. But we came too late because my father promised that he will take me, but he took, took his time. I came like two weeks later for the inscription. So there was not a good teacher anymore, but they gave me to s- just some, not really a lady. She was really strict with me. Okay. I played the recorder and I played like two notes and she said, no, wrong, again. And I was crying and going out and like, I don't want to come here. And so my father took me home and said like, no, this is not a good idea. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it at home by learning by doing and then we went to some music shop it was like 1997 i was seven years old and 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 there was there was this like package and there was one tin whistle one cassette and a book of of some irish songs and with the fingerings like uh, put two up and two down and so on and i started to play at home by heart and i heard the cassette and this is my father played guitar like an amateur, and uh, we had a kind of band and we were playing. So I, I didn't really learn scores or nothing. But then later I was like 13 and thinking, okay, then my, my, my mom came in again. Like, okay, you like music, you should continue and get some education in this direction. And okay, but Timisl, who is teaching Timisl, like I should go to Ireland and I was in Slovakia. So we were thinking about the marble flute. I went to the old teacher and in two years I, Learned enough, so I went to the conservatory when I was 15. (laughs) And then I started to learn classical music and really fighting with reading, sight reading. I played all this just by ears. And I see here how what a huge advantage it is. Because all my colleagues with these degrees, they're really blocked, like not many are amazing, but plenty of them are so blocked to play only what is score and they learn this is the note and you have to press this key. And if you do something that's not allowed, then you're out of the game. And if I tell them that oh, I, I just picked up this instrument, that instrument, and trying it out, wow, how can you do that? You have no, like, I'm trying. <laughs> so I think I got really the best combination of my parents, which both tried to do the best for what they thought. And I'm, I'm the mixture of it. Like, I got to the education, I got to Vienna because I had a really good flute teacher uh, in Bratislava really really nice lady and uh, and she pushed me and said like go to study at the university but not in Slovakia you can go anywhere but not Slovakia there's no <laughs> good teacher for you here and so I went like 50 kilometers away <laughs> I mean I and then studied classical flute and classical and Mozart and all these things and I really like it but still inside is this I was also playing with my father in the bands and in garages and in the rock bands so I'm open for all these different things than just my suit and playing <laughs> Mozart. So I'm this mixture. Now, after I finish the concert or the performance studies, every year I feel more and f- more and more free. Like, oh, they, the university gives me so much, but I can still do whatever I want. Like, I have no the educational background. I can explain everything, but I can play whatever I want. And this was also the one way I, how I got to the Fuera. Okay. I, st- I taught in the recording studio where I'm recording these uh, soundtracks and so on uh, to the one who is always ordering the instruments. Okay, I need flute, I need clarinet. And I told him once, like, you know, I play also some ethnic instruments, you know, like the Indian Bansuri, if you need, or the Schlegel, or the Whistle. If you need something, I'm here, I can record. You know, like, you don't have to call anyone from the other side of the world. I, I learn it, I do it. And he's like, cool, 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 I keep it in mind. And then, a few months later, he just called me. Veronica, do you know what Fuera? I was like, um, yes, 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 Fuera is so, 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 I didn't tell, but I was, 
Fuera is a big, big flute, which I know from like radio and television in Slovakia because it's very connected with the folklore. It comes from that time. People have all these nice dresses and, and are singing and dancing and then playing fuera. Really, really, really nice. But I come from Bratislava. I was never in this villages and never doing this like a tradition. Right. And But I was like, how difficult can it be? I asked, it was in February last year, and I asked, when is the concert? And he said, June. Yeah, 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 I can play Fiera, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> then I, the, like, next week I went to Slovakia and I found some friends, which I thought they had a connection, then I brought out some instruments and tried out and, and I mean, it's it's fascinating. It's a very fascinating instrument, and I fell in love with it. And the fiara is such a cool instrument because it's, I mean, at first it looked like a, you know, uh, my grandfather called the bassoon a bedpost. And so uh, the fiara kind of looks like that in the way, too. I mean, super tall above your head. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And also it's very traditional to make those gravings on it. It's beautiful gravings, and that takes even longer time than to build the fiara itself. <laughs> Uh, like that's a masterpiece. Many people have the photos just at home, just in the corner from the grandfather. Wow. And they don't use it and it's already very dry, you know, you have to take care of the instrument. And wow. when it's standing and you don't play, then it doesn't get better. But they have it there and that's like what they got from him. Or when, when, the, when some president comes to Slovakia, often he gets a gift, like he gets fuera. That's a kind of symbol. But I never connected like flute, flute player, Slovakian. I, I never connected that. First, when I got this, uh, and it was uh, to play it, and that was very funny. It was in front of the orchestra and with the Yamushka Ensemble. That's a really, really amazing ensemble of uh, musicians, like brothers. And they play Yamushka style. That's a mix of gypsy and classical music, but in and jazz. But such a such a level. It's it's amazing. You have to Google Yamushka Ensemble. They're just 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 mind blowing guys and I even didn't know how good they were. I was on the rehearsal, we were playing and having fun and I was playing on the first piece with them like it was an orchestra piece and they were soloists and me too and then in the second half I had time so I was sitting in the audience and then I saw how good they are like oh I just played it again no no <laughs> they are like they're, they're good and they're very good but they are like amazing the energy like the old, old people which normally just clap like not bad, not bad, you know, like Austrian audience, like they were on their feet, screaming, yeah, amazing, so I'm happy I realized how amazing they are after I play with them, because during I would be like, foo-foo, foo. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of starstruck, like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, they were really nice, it was really fun. So that was the first kick I had with this instrument. I, I played on the board this instrument, of course, like, I didn't buy it. And then, like, after the concert, like, I earned some money, I can buy from that money the instrument. And then everyone knew I have this instrument and played that kick, and now they're asking me to play Fuera all around the place, so it's really funny. You know, <laughs> studying all life flute, you know, all life doing stuff and practicing and having exercising and master classes. And then I pick a big piece of wood and make fun, and, and it's just... Can you give me a lesson? It's so beautiful. Wow, how do you do that? <laughs> oh, and it's also very interesting. Uh, in Slovakia, it's very typical that only men play the fuera. Yeah. Because 
to get to the origin, uh, like this uh, Balachs from Romania brought it to the Tatras, and they were all shepherds. And in the long winters, dark winters, they were at home and they took a big, big piece of wood and made the furara, made spoons or made tables, you know, like they were really, in winter there was not so much to do outside. And somehow this tradition came here, also the gravings are, they have so much, they had so much time, so they really did it beautifully. And, and, and the shepherds also are talking about the fuera as about a woman. That's a woman and he's a man. And they love the woman they have. You know, like, and it's really unusual that women plays it. So in Slovakia, are people quite shocked when I play? Wow, I never saw a woman play this instrument. No, it's possible. <laughs> so that's really nice to totally make a different connection. Yeah, and every, I'm experiencing everything now, like, as I'm getting the gigs and how do people actually think about it? And I'm trying to get better and better and let's see. I want to make a CD with some meditative music with it because it's so calming. I, I love the sound. It's a very cool sound. And I never even knew like the history was so uh, kind of male dominated. It's cool that uh, you're, you're out there breaking that up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great to gender norms. <laughs> so, uh, maybe you could explain to us like how the fiatr works because it's not like a regular um, flute where you kind of like the Western flute that we usually are taught about, where you blow over mm -hmm. the hole and the sound is the wind going over the hole. Um, mm, yes, actually, it is. <clears throat> you have the big tube, mm -hmm. and on the top of the big tube, it looks actually like a huge recorder. Hmm. Only you don't blow from the upside. But there's another tube which is connected to the big tube, so you don't your head doesn't have to be one meter seventy up there. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, and there's just a hole where you put a mouthpiece, but the mouthpiece is just uh, what do you call? Um, it's not really a mouthpiece; it's just a wooden tube, a little wooden tube you put in your mouth, hmm. and you call, and it has three holes. So when I cover all holes and play the whole length of the fuera, it makes just the overtone scale hmm. that's that's it like i and, and i control everything just just with the air pressure okay that's, wow. that's everything and then there are these three holes which are which i can do actually some diatonic scale on it okay. but it's also not so much in tune because in these cultures uh, it's often the third low or kind of not high enough you know like something in between and that makes the character also very sad and nostalgic and very beautiful and and the combination you have to it's only three holes but you have to do it with two hands because the fair is really big so you cover with the first hand the one hole and the second hand i use um, this part how to explain how to do this palm by yeah. yeah and and then the finger so i play like this wow. so you have to kind of lay it over one. top the bottom of it yeah okay and it was i'm on facebook there's one uh group it's in slovakian czech polish and there's like, um, there are many of these people which are making fuerras and giving tips how to build one. And wow. there are many people around the world which which got so in love with the sound when they once heard it, they just wanted to build one themselves. That's so cool. Yeah, from also from plastic, for example. Wow. All yeah. these all these dry deep printers, um, these printers which yeah. can make like there 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 are people which are doing that. It's amazing. And you can calculate the, afterwards you can calculate the intonation better. 
Oh, like, yeah, you could, you could design the, the link to the tree, yeah. Yeah, the sound you're going to get. The... Yeah, but I love the wood and the maker, which did my fuera, uh, Milan Coristic, uh, that just sounds, uh, it's really good instrument. Like, well, there's uh, so much character in the, the wooden instruments that you kind of miss with the plastic. I mean, maybe try to, I don't know, it just doesn't resonate the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but difficult because sometimes when you don't even see and you just think it's wood, that's a difficult question if the material is so important. But I mean, it's a traditional instrument and I love to have it from wood. And it yeah. works so much when I play after I play it 10 minutes, it sounds very differently as on the beginning. It's maybe the same as when you have a new violin or something, you just need to get the sound out of it. And the instrument had to get used, where's the pitch which you have to hit. So it's never good when the instrument is just staying there for two weeks and no one's touching it. You, it needs like lots of love and attention. <laughs> it really asks for attention. And, and these shepherds, uh, like in the mountains, just with the sheep and so on, they really like have this connection. And every yeah. shepherd has a different um, signal to say the another one where he is and, and so on. Like they could say, and another really, really important, uh, interesting thing you maybe know these videos when someone is playing piano or cello in the field where cows, they all come to the instrument, right? To the yeah, sound. I mean, it, it, yeah. it is pleasant, pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to come attack you. Nobody's <laughs> still playing the bar. <laughs> Shut that up! <laughs> and if you play, so I, I never tried it yet, I, but, I, but I will. But I heard when you play in the field, as the shepherds did, they could manage to keep the sheep on the on, on the on the part of the field where, where they wanted. So they didn't run all around the place and didn't eat the grass yeah. everywhere, which was bad. So, so yeah. he just he just focused to do it on one part and the next days on a different one. So it was also very economically for the grass. So it was not stepped on all, all the time. So yeah. there's also really practical, and they have better milk and better wool, and that's what they sent me. That's amazing. I mean, because you're, if you're always giving them the best grass, and you're, you're really taking care of the land, you're taking care of your animals, what a cool life. <laughs> you're going to play music all day. <laughs> I'm sure it was really cold, though. <laughs> yeah, but I also think this this really dark sounds, and, uh, and this, it's so full and so warm. Mm-hmm. It's doing good for listener. Like for the listener, it's just beautiful. You can also play like f- aggressively. That's the point of this overtone, um, overtone scale. When you play, when you want to play low, you don't play loud because as soon as you have the higher air pressure, you play higher note. Mm-hmm. So automatically, low you play really quietly and pleasant and intimate. And up, it's a signal. It's a, it's really loud and strong. And aggressive, so it has this beautiful contrast in inside. Thank you. 
amazing. Oh, I want to go sit in a field and listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really think when the corona ends, I would really love to visit uh, Maple because I didn't see him yet. I would like to love to meet him and I mean, he lives normal life, he's just building for us. But not far away from his place are still some shepherds and this tradition and they have festivals where they're dancing and singing and that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, like some Fuera festival and try instruments from different makers and with different gravings and and they have funny stories, you know, like that's a with the community there and that's just fascinating. And this is what happens and this is what happens with every single instrument I started to learn. Also this Indian Bansuri. Mm-hmm. I took a lesson of one from an Austrian girl, but she spent like half of her life in India. She got just fascinated. She's doing point here and I came to the lesson and we sent on the on the ground of the carpet and we were listening to tabla sounds and we were just playing octaves and quints, you know, like for one hour. And yeah. she was explaining that the system is very different from Western. And and yes. And so satisfying after studying university in Vienna, classical, and you have to do it perfectly, and you have to do it this and this and this, and then you are a great artist. To take it from a totally different side and approach and culture, where yeah. all this doesn't matter. That's all, yeah. It's connected with something totally different, and it's so it's it's it makes me so free. It's beautiful. They could explore. They have the the ragas, their scales. And yeah, like, they could just explore and like there's like all yeah, these How oh, cool! And they play different ragas in the morning and different ragas in the evening. I play the same Mozart in the morning and the evening. You know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different mindset, and that's fascinating. And more I know from each instrument, more I want to learn, and it's getting difficult because it's more and more. <laughs> The more you know, the more you're like, I don't know. And then I need to yeah, learn just... more and I want to learn more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I so face that all the time when I'm like, well, what should we look into next? And it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much I don't know still. <laughs> <laughs> I assume since you only have three holes and it's all on the overtone series, yeah. is it difficult to really like make sure you hit the right pitch? And I mean, that's got to take some time to learn and really know that you're landing on the right Interval, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, and that's the reason you're mostly improvising on the fuera. That's uh, okay. it's not so often something it's coarse because it's it's wood and it's a this nat- natural instrument. It's not built with mathematics and it's really moody. So when there's wet or dry or cold, it and I'm still exploring it. So when you really have to hit some notes. Mostly you begin with, so you know, hello, I'm here, let's blow some warm air inside and see what's the situation like. Yeah. And then, and then you land on some note, which you suppose, okay, I would like to start from this note, now this melody. So it's really moody. And, uh, but I know people which manage the instruments amazingly, so it's possible. And I'm working on it. And I'm getting better. more I play, uh, the instrument is getting like in touch with me. And exactly as I said, they get the instrument gets used used to the to the pressure which I do, which note I want. At some point, it really does it. Same as you, because my boyfriend plays violin and he has a new violin and he has to get used to the violin for the the tones. Like this tone, the violin doesn't like to play immediately. And the yeah. same as with Fuera, I just and then I'm also like, we're both here in each room and trying to hit the notes. <laughs> <laughs> keep it down over there. Can you keep it down over there? <laughs> yeah. 
but it's and then the next day it works way better so that's really wow that's amazing beautiful. and then to break it in and in two days you don't do anything and then it gets again worse so <laughs> really moody i think this really good connection is like a woman like for the, the shepherds <laughs> when they don't take care it gets dry and it doesn't doesn't you know make the music you want <laughs> nobody's having a good time <laughs> nobody's happy <laughs> I'm just gonna drink. I'm not answering that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> that's the perfect answer, though. No. But that's the definition of fuera. Really, that's what people told me. So I'm just telling you what I know. That's too funny. Yes, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So how many times? So how often do you play? Try to play every day, or do you kind of every every other day, or every second day? I try. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep it like in your brain and make sure. Yeah, like in the instrument, because it's not really so difficult. It's just to hit the note, that's the difficult part. So you have to be in contact with the instrument and then you get used to it. And the good part, I have a really like a Ferrari Fuera. My, you can normally it's in, just in one part, but I have one in three parts. Okay. So I can really, I can really carry it around. That's perfect, yeah. everyone. Plus, I can put down the, the, the lower part with the three holes and put a shorter one. And then the mouthpiece, I put in a different place and cover the hole. And then I have Fuera in A. Oh. Whoa. So it's a really like I have a double two-in-one. Yeah. So versatile. <laughs> yeah. So do they come in different pitches? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have one in G. And when I change is an A. But there are, the G is the most common because also of the folk music, only one sharp, you know, like. Simple for it's a good range for the, the human voice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, uh, but I heard there also one in F. I would love to try it, but it's maybe too big for me. I have to try if I can manage. Yeah. And there are way shorter. Shor even the shorter one are um, among the shepherds. How do you say? Uh, they like them because they are small and they can carry them around and play. Yeah, a little more portable. So, like, yeah. yeah. But they didn't have the, the one which you can put in three parts. <laughs> <laughs> how much does it weigh? Like, how heavy is it? I, oh, I don't know. You don't know. You're really strong after you've played it? or <laughs> No, not so heavy. You push it on your body. Okay, so you're kind so, of supporting it on yourself. Yeah. But a really funny story about this uh, group on Facebook where the old information I want to know, I asked the people which they do it and play it. I asked them, yeah, I, I played the tour and I played their seven different instruments, like soundtrack music and so on. Mm -hmm. And like after one hour, I have to, I have to play uh, Fuera and my hands are sweating because there are the lights and people are breathing and so it gets just warm because you're on the stage. And I asked the group, is there any tricks how to play Fuera so it's not because you have no place where to hold it, you just press it on your body with fingers. Yeah. And and it's slippery when you know, like when there's really warm outside. And I asked the group if they have some trick. I was hoping for for some nice answers. I also got later some like you can use the saxophone holder. Neck strap that they Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's possible to do and I got plenty of these tips. But the first answer was from one man. Oh, and he no. said, Fuera. Veronica, wait, don't push, enjoy the instrument, listen to Fuera, and you will see, and you will not care who is writing what here. 
it's uh, just trust it. We don't know how long we are going to be here anyway. And just be in love with the instrument. That's <laughs> so, like, such a romantic answer of life. Yeah, and another one, play in shadow. <laughs> Get out of the light. What are you doing? <laughs> Put lighter clothes on. Like, that's where the answers. So this is the mentality of fair play. It's not like stage. It's a very intimate instrument. Playing for myself, enjoying myself, not for the others. So I'm a woman and playing it outside in front of people that's already like... <laughs> and not You're playing the it wrong. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm keeping... I think so. that's great though, trying to adapt for, you know, to fit the type of music you want to play and kind of pushing its boundaries just to see what you can do with it. Um, awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed this journey. It's really cool. Yeah, I have to admit the first time I saw pictures of uh, not just you, but a couple other people playing the Fiara and I was just like, that seems really awkward to just yeah. holding it with, you know, two fingers, your thumb and your first finger, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, kind of pressing it against your thigh almost to keep it still. It's like, I would, I don't know, I'd probably break it. <laughs> drop it mid-performance, like, oh, shit. <laughs> it rolls away from me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can use everything. It's, it's not so, it's not so difficult. But I, I recommend everyone to have one flare at home. It's, it's really pleasant when you're angry and then you just play the, you don't have to play up. Only the low tones, long tones. And the instrument, when you play two minutes, it gets sound gets bigger. It's happy that you are back. And, and then 10 minutes and you have a wonderful voice and you're fulfilling the room with these low, low, low tones. So that's not what I'm experiencing with when I play normal flute, right? I'm like, scales, yeah, I yeah. feel this, the tempo, I'm too full, I, ah, I have to play too much, not good. And all this goes away when you play some ethnic instrument because you just improvise, yeah. I love that, I kind of wish we had more of that in classical music, just that ability to enjoy yourself and enjoy the moment, enjoy what you're doing, be very present, listening to what you're playing, and that's really cool. I want one now. Yeah. <laughs> You see? Especially, <laughs> one, especially one as beautiful as the one that you have. I mean, it's just, it's so beautifully engraved. And uh, there's, I've seen other ones that they inlay copper or something into it and these really mm-hmm. intricate, folky designs. And it's just beautiful, beautiful instrument. Nice to look at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I love also classical music and I can also relax in classical music, but this yeah. is a different approach. Like also yeah. then I play back the classical and I have this in mind, this yeah. meditation and this, uh, just enjoy the sound and don't take it so technically. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, therapy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like it's a lot more forgiving. Like when you were talking about the the woman yelling at you after playing two notes on the recorders, I had like flashbacks to when I took piano lessons, and I'd play whatever I was playing. They'd be like, "Ron, play it again," and I'd be like, "Well, well it was just like being me and enjoying the work, and like and being like, well, you're not playing what's on the page. Like, shame on you." And you're like, oh, there's just like that anxiety and. I know I'm not alone where I, I know a lot of other people probably had that horror story with their piano teacher that's just berating them. And then they yeah. like, know why this isn't for me. I'm not allowed to enjoy classical music or I can only listen and I can't play. And I think when you can have that moment of like, this is for everybody and you can really enjoy what you're doing and connect with the instrument in a different way. And 
There's no this wrong is, note. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm, I'm also teaching. And I'm, I was teaching children. And now I'm teaching, actually, only like I have 11 adults. Oh, wow. The wow. flute or, or the whistle. Or now I have two which one students who are here in Vienna. Like life. And uh, I'm teaching always improvisation. Like as soon as you know how to play two, three notes, let's improvise. Let's just... I love that. So... And, and uh, I get these cases which are like for playing till they were like 17 and they, there was too much pressure and they, they just went to study something else, but they have kind of nice basses with the flute and then we just improvise and play nice pieces and don't think so much about the technique, but just enjoy it and they're getting better through that, through doing and relax and so that's... And probably I have it from this, I didn't think about that like that, but maybe from this very first teacher like, I don't wish anyone to hate music only because, or don't play music only because of, you can't, not good, next week, out next week. <laughs> Get <Right>. better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. The world needs more more musicians that are enjoying themselves <laughs> yeah but at the same time you still need to get some technique and yeah <laughs> only to restrict it. so to find really some balance and everyone is different everyone needs a different approach but there are plenty of students and plenty of teachers and everyone has a different style so you just have to find the right thing an instrument <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great way to look at it though i like that so what's the hardest part about performing on the fiatta um, I would say if you if there's a given melody you should really perform and in this moment it's not about you cannot do that but sometimes the instrument has his own like a moment own mind <laughs> <laughs> and and tells you no tonight and maybe last week I, every time I hit this note you want it but today no I'm not hitting this note <laughs> so I would think like every time. Even if I, I had this big performance, it was my first one, and I was talking with uh, the professional fuera player in Slovakia, and he told me, it doesn't matter. It's like, you will not hit that overtone, you will hit a different one, and you will just improvise back to that one. And do it in a style, in a nice style, and no one will know. Only you will know that, you and your fuera will know like that, that what we were talking about. <laughs> so there's always um, more improvisation, even if you have to really play this course and for recording it's not such a big problem because you do it three four times and then you hit but i'm still like uh, i played like one and a half year now so i think the there are instruments which are 30 years old and they play differently so yeah i don't know i'm still on the journey and maybe i should play every day not every second day maybe that's the problem <laughs> so i mean hitting really the notes and of course lots of air and air pressure but i don't have these problems because i'm, I'm a flutist so I got this education so I can really work yeah. good with breathing. Yeah, this, uh, yeah. The breathing uh, up, yeah, down. And, <laughs> yeah, so that's not the biggest problem for me. I'm just thinking about the sound and intonation. And yeah, but, but it's, I mean, it's, it's possible. And it's, you play differently when you start. Like the worst thing is when it's standing for two hours and on the, in the concert, and then suddenly you have to play and hit this note. The fuera says no, but if you are playing before like some lower tones and so on, and then you hit the high note, then it's no problem. Hmm. Wow. It needs to be warmed up, like, and, and you have to learn how it reacts. Mm -hmm. it's, it's also beautiful, but that's, I would say, also the most difficult part. It's not, not like a piano, you just hit, ah, here's the note, and I get it every time. 
Right. <laughs> uh, you need to treat me right, and I might perform. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but when? Yeah. She performed and it's beautiful. Yeah. The other question I had was, um, I know that you do these uh, balcony concerts, uh, <laughs> but you usually play flute and like violin and maybe a quartet and stuff. Yeah, um, our, my roommates, yeah, we like did a trio. You ever think of using the fiata in that? I did two times. I think I didn't make a recording, but I did play on the balcony also for... And how was um, that received? The people in, uh, downstairs like stopped the room looking up, like, what's what's this sound? Because when you hear violin and flute, it's like, okay, cool, Vienna, of course, music everywhere, no problem. But Fuera was like, what's this outer space or what? And people, <laughs> there was some big wooden thing out there, like, what was it? What is this? <laughs> We're like the sheep walking up, like, what is that? <laughs> We've been called. We've been called by the park. <laughs> No, no sheeps here, no. Vienna gets yeah. shut down with a mass of sheeps walking through. <laughs> so sorry. sorry. I'll go play in the forest. <laughs> yeah, but this publicums also, our neighbors are like, uh, so some elderly, elderly couples and like they they go to classical concerts and so they play classical music and they really enjoyed it. We played eighteen concerts in Corona times. Wow! Um, like well, almost every Sunday. <laughs> and it 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 started. Um, I saw when the Corona started in Italy. It was worse <clears throat> than in Austria. And there were these old musicians at home, and they said to themselves, "We play on Sunday at six o'clock." Out and from all balconies, it got viral, and everyone was playing outside. And then next week, Vienna thought, "Yeah, let's do in Austria the same." And they did it at six. I did it too, and then I thought, "I want to do it every single week when yeah. it's not raining." And it happened to be eighteen times. And then we got some gigs you know, from neighbors, like we played some weddings, wow. some garden concerts. So even in this terrible lockdown. Like we could be outside with space and so, so we were playing in a big garden party, like everyone far apart. So and it did it did work. It was fun. Oh, that's really cool. I saw a joke about um people in America were like, I hope my neighbors don't start playing because none of us know how to sing and none of us know how to play instruments. <laughs> like if somebody starts screaming rock music, I'm gonna be so angry. <laughs> yeah. Now, Vienna is really beautiful with music. Like um there's this culture and all these hobby players I have and I teach, like to have such a basics in music, even if you're a doctor or don't know, a, a lawyer, to play so good the music, to know so much about composers and going regularly to the concerts, that's uh, something special. I don't think it's somewhere else. And also if there's a, like amateur playing, it's really good level. Oh man. So it's a really enjoyable. Yeah, you should you should post those as a live Facebook feed or something. From the concert for my students when they play. Yeah, for anybody who wants to watch. I mean, it'd be good for even us as Americans to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Arts in America, people. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go focus on the. If I wouldn't, I still don't have a website. That's terrible, and I oh. still don't have any YouTube videos. Like, I mean, I have just this Instagram, which is active now. So, um, but I see the importance because we wouldn't talk here 
if I didn't have the Instagram and if I didn't make the video of two, three months ago. So I see how important it is. So <laughs> I will work know. on it. You never yeah. know when it will happen, you know. Is there like a collaboration you would like to do maybe with the Fiora and someone else that you might not have thought of, you know? Uh, I love Hank. You know, Hank, this, this, this is from Switzerland. It looks like a UFO. No. And don't think it's also very meditative. And you can make percussion and also sound like a pentatonic. Oh, it's, it's a metallic shape yeah. and you like little dimples on it that you can play with your hands. Exactly, right? but there are many, many kinds. But, uh, but it, it comes from Africa. But in Switzerland, few, few like 20 years ago, I don't know exactly, some makers started to do the, and patented it, like the one, the real hunk. Hmm. Okay. And I was playing with one player, he was very nice, he, he passed out, unfortunately. And we were playing, I was playing flute and he was playing hunk and it was beautiful. And I'm thinking to find, reach out and find some other hunk player. That's, uh, that would be so beautiful. Like, I want to fall asleep next to these songs, so. Mm. Yeah, like I would med like meditate to that CD <laughs> online. Yeah, and I mean, guitar is also possible or piano, but I think more alternative sounds are more. But I'm open for everything, of course. Now I through this Instagram video, some Turkish Ney uh, uh, player called me, and I sent him video, and he will make a he will cut it together. I don't know how it works so well. He will cut it together and make a collaboration. So. Fuera and Ney, so Slovakian folk instrument and the Turkish folk instrument, and we oh, play, and I'm, and he will send it when it's done. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's everything really cool. And some someone was making also drawings, hmm. like uh, water and sky and so blue and like a little bit impressionistic and these sounds. Everything sounds good with Fuera. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Oh, cool. So I'm also thinking, what could I do like more and more? Because I see how people are really interested in this instrument. Although in Slovakia, everyone knows it, but in this folklore way. Right. Playing these folkloristic melodies and, and then singing. And that's it. And there are already a few people, like Marco Trachelmann in Germany. He's also doing kind of beatboxing and playing all these things. It's really amazing. And one guy also in England. So if you put Kvira in YouTube, that are the, almost all the guys which pop up. Um, yeah, there was a guy on YouTube, uh, Venny something. Um, Clements. Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah. And I watched a couple of his videos about like how he makes them and how the, the instrument works. And the, uh, he even did one about how to make like a willow whistle for the spring. <laughs> you know, it's like, cool. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm fascinating. Yeah, I'm totally not from the side of making my own. I would just <laughs> buy, buy. I've, I'm afraid even, you know, like I saw also some videos with him how to treat the instrument. So I'm, oh, I, I should put this wooden thing out. I'm afraid something changes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a player, and I adore all makers. Like, how can you do the instruments so well and beautifully? And I hope I don't make any harm. Right. Yeah. yeah. How many instruments do you have you played or do you have do you collect your like if you learn a new instrument do you try to find a way to collect it or Yeah, yeah, but the problem with ethnic instruments is 
you have it one key, then you need another key, and then you need another key. So I have like these Irish whistles, which is actually my main instrument. I, I started when I was like six, seven. Yeah. So actually, like the normal flute is my main instrument, but this from ethnic side, I have 13 or 14 whistles, like low and thin whistles and penny whistles. And even in C major, I have like three because everyone has a little bit different color. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, and that's that are all the whistles. Then I have the Chinese uh, DC, I don't know how they pronounce it so well. And I have now one in C and D because I need for one gig and then fast I bought something on eBay so I get the different scale. Yeah. So everyone, every time I get a gig or possibility and I see I need something new and more, then ha, the money for that goes for the new instrument. <laughs> so I have like 20 instruments, but only eight types yet but i'm working yeah, on it you've all the different and the next thing cool. i put i play something and 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 post a video and then someone writing me do you know this instrument like oh no but i will <laughs> but i shall learn <laughs> yeah shakurachi is really difficult I, I have one from japan and it's beautiful and it's tough for the flute i, I, I mean i get i manage scale and so on but there's so much beyond it so I'm looking forward to hear podcasts of you and Shakuhachi player. So can yeah. get inspiration. Oh, amazing. So you're the third person that's really talked about this idea of infusing improvisation into lessons and education, mm -hmm. music education. It's really interesting to me, this teaching philosophy of uh, using that as a way to really, you know, bring kids in. Because here, usually that's just, formula you know for jazz players you know so mm -hmm. the jazz musicians they're the ones that really get that education and improvisation and all us classical you know performers you don't get that <laughs> you learn yes. the notes and the dynamics and the everything on the page and yeah that's a big pity i mean the universities are changing in germany in berlin there's also one whole institute about improvisation uh and but it should be in music schools as well like um, yeah there, there are some projects here and there i heard of many things but it's not like basics like it's not everywhere that's pity yeah. but who likes it and loves it finds a way there so i'm not afraid <laughs> i love that mindset that's good
sounding instrument and an amazing history with it and it just i don't know it's it's awesome so thank you so much for sharing it with us you're welcome it was a pleasure <laughs> enjoyed it and we'll have links to everything in our description so please follow those links and give them likes and subscriptions uh, like we like to say the world is a buffet of music and it's time to eat so go eat and enjoy and discover and on that note i'm gonna go have a bite and maybe a beer hey there you go <laughs> bye bye <laughs>